Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes knows the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back in. This show is Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And, again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Your mind will lie to you every time. Oh, dear God, it'll lie, lie, lie. See, you all think you're doing good. Listen to me, you ain't. Oh, that cringes in school teachers. Oh, <laughs> so your so your lips are going to lie to you. Your lips are going to tell you, well, I'm doing all right. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, now I might not be doing quite, you know, where I am. And but your heart will never lie to you. Your heart will always tell you the truth. If 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 one thing, you're seeking the living God with your whole heart. See, and we'll put this in perspective before we end here tomorrow so you can understand the order in which this all works. You have to seek him with a whole heart. He has to be number uno in your life 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It isn't a game. It is a way of life. It's a way of life. And if, and, and if you can make it a way of life, it'll work for you. If you want to play this little game up here where you've got a lot of motives in mind and none of them are including this. See, the, see, these are the things that you heard me say when we started four years ago. If you will come and study, okay, and take all of this <clears throat> baloney, that's a nice word, and write all these things that you think thus saith God's telling you on a piece of paper, then wad them up and throw them away. Huh? And you'll learn and you'll begin to grow. I can teach you. I can teach you how to prevail. But I can't teach you how to prevail if you're not going to participate. Because see again, what's the motive of your heart? What's this thing about? So you can be what? Some spiritual whatever? Uh, no, no, you become some scriptural whatever, okay? So like I said, I don't know what spirituality is, but I can tell you what scripturality is. It's somebody that studies the Word of God day and night. Somebody that, bless God, would rather be alone with God than to watch the best TV program or to be on Facebook. I wish I knew what that was. I hear a lot of that. Uh, folks, I don't hardly know much more than how to turn my computer on, okay? But I got one. Donna, if you don't come in here and straighten this thing up, I'm throwing this thing straight out the window. And she knows me well enough to know she better hurry up, because that's where it's headed. <laughs> now, uh, if, if we can, if, if, if we can uh, go to Psalms 19, okay, Psalm 19. Uh, it says, let the words of my mouth, now listen to this. And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Uh, you know, there, there are strong, strong passages throughout the Scriptures, and this happens to be one of those. You should cry every day this out of your mouth and your heart. 
Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Let it be acceptable. See, often what we lack doing is we lack trying to find out where we are lacking, all right? It makes any sense. And if you begin, see, it, it, it's a matter of training. If, if you will begin to train yourself. Now, now let me, let me uh, advise how to do this. Uh, you take a, a sticky note, one of them stick-ups. I think we're calling them modern, too. I didn't like them for a long time, but I got over it. And, and, and see, you, you can put like that verse right there, and you can put it on your refrigerator. You can put it on the mirror in the bathroom. You could put it on the dash of the car, okay? You could, if you're brave enough, you could just stick it up here on your forehead and every once in a while rip it off and look at it and put it back up there. <laughs> they think you're weird now, you just wait. <laughs> weird will have a whole new meaning to some of those people before this is over, all right? You have to let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart has got to be acceptable unto the Lord. It has to be. And, and, and let me tell you something. He was, he was crying out and saying, Lord God, let it be. That's what, I'm, that, that, that's what I want. I want to please the Father. See, and, and, and too often we're not Father pleasers. You know what we are? We're us pleasers. We want to please us. What's convenient? What's not? Well, you know, I, well, that's a long way to, well, I don't think I'll be able to get there next time. Well, anybody can do that. We're overcomers. We're not down and outers. We ride in the front of the bus, not the back of the bus. We're the head, not the tail. We are acceptable unto the Father through His Son. But we don't act like it. Nope, because we get tied up. And t too many, it, it, it's the small foxes that seem to eat the vine. The problem is the small foxes are really great, big, monstrous alligators of some sort. But we can't see them like that. Because we pick and we choose and we try to decide what it is that, bless God, now let's see. Now, let's just figure this all out. What is it? So, like I said, it's like, it, it, it's like, it's like prophesying. It's like the visions, the dreams. People get into that stuff with no training at all and think because they got Jesus in their heart and they speak in other tongues, the devil cannot come. And boy, if you study that series, you know better than that. Okay? They're a wreck looking to happen. Why? Because they chose, they chose poorly. Because why? The lack of knowledge. They didn't have somebody to teach them. They didn't have a real honest-to-God prophet. You shoot your mouth off about God saying something around me, you better hope that God said it, because if he doesn't, I'm going to get, correct you in a way that you may never have been corrected. You may never come back around me again, but you'll never forget me. Okay? Because I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in people that have not come up through the ranks properly. I'm not interested in somebody coming to me and saying God told them something. Who are you and where did you come from? What prophet did you set under? No, not interested. But yet at the same time, you see, now listen, 
that's the motive of their heart. Is anybody listening to me this morning? That's the motive of of their heart. They would rather be known as some great one, as a prophet, than to have their heart right before God. Ain't that a shame? Some of you old enough know there was a song written about that, wasn't there? Huh? I don't remember who sang it. Was that Pat Boone? Who? Who? It was Pat Boone. Thank you. And didn't he have the white shoes? <laughs> right after Sabbath, I'm painting these babies white. <laughs> Or gold. (laughs) Psalms 24. I guess I gave you plenty of time. First verse. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Now, Now, whose are they? They are the Lord's. Okay? Now, listen again. The earth is the Lord's. That means... All this, all right? And the fullness thereof. Everything that is here, huh? The world and they that dwell therein. So we belong to the Lord. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend in the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Boy, there's there's a key. Listen again to that fourth verse. He that hath clean hands. You know, you, you can get blood on your hands spiritually. A lot of lot of lot of pastors are going to have to answer to God for the blood that's on their hands. Okay? And and people too, not just pastors. And he says, a clean hands and a pure heart, who's not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn, sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Now, so you're going to receive the blessings, or the blessing from the Lord, uh, uh, I'm sorry, receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. So if, in fact, you can have a clean heart, a pure heart, a mature heart, then, 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 and, and you're not sworn deceitfully. See, now, now here's where it gets back to this prophecy thing. You get to saying God says something. You know what you've done? Well, you, you studied the thing. I don't even know we talked about this portion of it. But, see, you have sworn deceitfully. Now, can God? Now, can God? No, he can't. You break the rules, you break the covenant. You break the covenant, as the old world says, you're out of luck. All right? And that's what, and that's what happens, brothers and sisters. You have to, but you have to understand, Psalm 26, turn with me there, a couple pages over, first two verses. Now listen, he goes back again, judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. Boy, was he strong about that or what? He said, judge me, O Lord. He said, I've walked in my integrity. 
And I'm not afraid for you to judge me. I'm not afraid for you to look in my heart. He says, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Examine me and prove me. Well, see, he knew, didn't he? He knew, he knew the principles because he knew that, bless God, that he was going to be tried. He was going to be humbled. He said, and try my reins and my heart. But notice he included his heart. How important is your heart in this? If you were to say, let's go from zero to 100%, and I'm talking about all the things in which we have to do to become pleasing in his eyes. It's hard to tell, but it, it, it would have to be a large percentage of it is your heart. Because it seems like that everything that, that, that we do is hinged from here. If this is wrong, none of this is going to happen over here. If this is right, all of that's going to happen over there. So when you, the connection here is you keep the covenant, the testimony of, of Yeshua, okay, and get your heart pure, then, I hope you're starting to catch on, then you're going to be in line. You're going to be in line that the blessings of God are going to take you, overtake you, hunt you down and overtake you, get you on the ground and waller you, okay? And we all could be wallered by the blessings, right? Amen to that. A few of you know it anyhow. Well, so, Psalms 51. Wait a minute, I went too far. I'm sorry. Try 37. Psalms 37, 31. Yeah. 37, 31. And I love it, because now, now we're coming to it. The psalmist knows, okay? 37, 31. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Boy, it just keeps getting stronger, doesn't it? The law of his God is in his heart. How do you get the law of God in your heart? It was written there by God. He said, I'm coming out, I'm coming out of the box. I'm going to write my, my laws upon the tables of my people's hearts. He said, none of his steps shall slide. Do you realize? Now, this, this, this part is bringing us now into the, one of these things where everything we do, God's blessing. Okay? Everything we touch, God's blessing. But, brothers and sisters, you don't want to misunderstand because that's what's happened in the church. They thought there were so many ways to get to all these blessings without getting this right, did God hide that? No, no, there's too many scriptures to, for it to have been hidden. Now listen closely. The church can't teach something it hasn't lived. If you don't have a pure heart, if you don't understand what it took to get there, okay, can't teach it. If you can't teach it, no one's going to be able to learn it. So it, it, it's sort of like many things that the church did was we just call that grasshopper and jump over it. I had a third grade school teacher used to say that. 
Every once in a while there would be a word she couldn't pronounce. She said, just call it grasshopper and jump over it. That was real nice for me. A lot of the words got called grasshopper when I was a kid. Now, let's go to Psalms 44, 21. Forty-four, twenty-one. It says, Shall not God search this out? For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. Ooh. See, I've always said it had been so nice that every time that we sin, a big old bolt of lightning would strike just about where that wall is over there. Just close enough to scare the turkey out of us, but not too close to kill us, all right? Because we get the idea right then and there, oh, that's, I didn't get away with that. What, what we get into as human beings is we think if we don't get caught, God didn't see it. Huh? And then the prophet comes along and says, sin has a payday, just as righteousness has. And payday will come. But you, do, do you realize where that all is coming from? It's a secret in here. So you think. Now, what does God look at? <laughs> a little hard to think you can hide that from God, isn't it? But that's what we do. Why? Because, well, I don't see him anywhere. Has anybody seen him this morning here? Huh? Yeah, dummy, he's in here. Okay? He's there. And, and we, we've just never come to grips with all that, and, and, and bless God, I guess, it's, I guess it's easier to think we're getting away with something than having to do what? Repent and be delivered. There's going to be some good deliverance here come Sunday morning. There's going to be, there's going to be by the time I finish this, I, I, I prayed, I was up late last night, early this morning, and I'm believing God to speak to every heart that's in this room. There isn't a heart in this room that doesn't need to deliver to something from here. I can tell you that. I can walk these aisles and tell you what it is. All right? But you need to understand, yes, God loves you. And second thing you need to understand is there is a way out of this thing for you. And you can find that way out, but you first have to become honest about it. You have to be honest you have to be honest with yourself. You've got to say, hey, I don't want that, I don't want that callus there, that, that one right there. No, some of you got hearts that are all the way calloused. You're going to have to walk in deliverance. You're going to have to be able to break the callus out of your heart. But you're going to have to let God. You're going to, you're going to have to decide, I've done this and put up with this as long as I'm going to do it and put up with it. I'm going to come free of this thing. I'm going to walk away from all these old hurts and all these old pains and all these old this and all this old that. And you can leave this synagogue. You can leave it free Sunday afternoon if you want to. And I don't know anybody that doesn't want to, and I'll tell you why. 99.999% of you that are in here are in here for the right reasons. Okay? which almost makes everybody, doesn't it? And so when you're searching, then you're open, okay, for whatever it is 
that can help you get closer to this living God. That's what we're we're to search with Him with all of our heart. We're to search. We're to search. It doesn't mean become a Baptist, a Catholic, a Lutheran, a Pentecostal, a Charismatic, and stop searching. That's not, that's not what that means. We are to search. Listen, it is an ongoing process. An ongoing process. It doesn't end. You're going to keep searching. See, and, and that's, that's the reason it's so important to, to be able to grasp onto these things to, uh, that the, most of the church doesn't understand. They just leave it right where it's at. Once the doctrine comes and they, they are doing what the, 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 the doctrine of that church says to do, it's over for them. But the problem with that is real simple. What about revelation knowledge that comes with the prophets? What about that? Well, they don't accept that, brother. They're, you know, we're, we're Baptists or we're Catholics or we're this or we're that. But you see, you have to keep searching. You have to stay teachable, all right? And that's the key. If you stay teachable, you won't miss God. If you close off that and begin to let this right here lie to you and your lips lie to it, must be a real conversation going on in the Spirit, isn't it? Shut up, I'm right. No, you're not, I'm right. No, you're right. If we could hear all this in the Spirit world, we'd have to... I'd have to tell uh, uh, the brother up in the booth to turn it down a bit, all right? Tune it down. Okay, let's do another one. Now, Psalm 5110. 5110. Now, I love this. This this is another one of those scriptures that, that I had put all over the house and everywhere else that I could find to put it. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart. You know, that's what, that's what we're going to do Sunday morning. We're going to create a clean heart, and we're going to renew a right spirit in you. Some of you are carrying a wrong spirit, and you don't even know it. See, and that's the reason that, that over and over and over and over again, I, I keep saying, that spirit world over there, it's not what you think it is. There's both sides. There's darkness and there's light. There's deception and there's righteousness. And to think... Because you became a Christian, you can discern all that and understand it. You know, again, I'll try to sell you part of that airport right next door there, at least half that runway, before you leave here today. Because you have to understand that if he was crying out here, create in me a clean heart. You know, the psalmist, David, he went through a lot of things. If you, if you read and study him closely... David, David went through times when he thought he was losing more and he was winning. David, the apple of God's eye? Mm-hmm. You know why? He was continually concerned about his heart and about whether or not he was following the orders of God's law. 
That's what he was concerned about. It was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake. But the fact of it is, brothers and sisters, if he was so concerned about that, and he was, what are you concerned about? What's this church concerned about? You know, they fight over water baptism. They fight over speaking in other tongues. They argue over healing and deliverance. It goes on, it goes on, and it goes on. One of the saddest things I ever heard was out here at Assembly God Church here in this town that the pastor and one of his elders got outside and actually had a fist fight in the parking lot over doctrine. I will. That's the love of the Lord, isn't it? Hmm? That's the love of the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear this today. I want you to listen. Because this is what the Lord's telling me to say. Let him without sin cast the first stone. Somebody better pay attention to that today. Heavy stuff. 51.17. Oh, we're still in 51. That was kind of me. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O oh God, thou wilt not despise. The sacrifices of God. You mean we need to sacrifice this to God? That's what he's saying. They're a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. What is a broken spirit? A broken spirit is a teachable spirit. A spirit that's not broken is a spirit that thinks they have everything right and they know everything there is to know and there's no sense anybody trying to tell them anything. But he has a different version of this here, doesn't he? A broken and a contrite heart. A broken and a contrite heart. To be broken before God. You know, when you're broken, you're not arguing with anything or anybody, are you? And that's what he's saying. If you'll be of a broken and a contrite heart, God can do something with you. But what, what always happens is this thing called your carnal mind jumps in there and says, well, now, God loves me, and, and you know, the guy's making way too much of this thing. No, I'm not. I can never make enough of this to you because what you would need to understand is that God has, within his realm of his kingdom, created you and I specifically for certain duties at certain times. This happens to be the time of the ingathering of the ten lost tribes of Israel. All right? This happens to be a time a preparation where we're preparing you, teaching you, so we don't get you to Israel and then have to put you on an airplane or a boat and send you back home. Okay? This is, this, that's what this is about now. That's the reason this is so important for you to study and for you to learn what we're doing here. Because as I say, I think every quarterly, there's not a person in this room that God will not use with raising up fellowships and bringing in ministers and people 
anywhere in the world. There's nobody in here that he won't use. The only way that you won't be used if you monkey it up. Now, now, now let's, let me give you some odds here so I can, maybe you can grasp a little bit further about how serious this is. The odds, the odds of you on your own making this happen is zero. Number one, you just ain't smart enough in the, in the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, to bless God and have the experience. You know what the old boy said? To be, you know, being 60 years old, that's where you have 60 years of experience. Being 38 years in the ministry, that's 38 years in the ministry. And then to give some, somebody walks up that either isn't in the ministry or has been in the ministry two or three or five or ten years and start running their mouth off what, no, you gotta live, you gotta live 38 years in the ministry to know like somebody like me knows, okay? Now that may sound arrogant and that's fine if it does, but it's the truth. Well this, 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 this whole plan of God works the same exact way. This is about you receiving that you have needs. Okay? It's about me, as your prophet, teaching you how to be more than an overcomer as God created all of us to be. That's all, that's all that this is. And once we can get this in line, and I said it earlier, then you teach it, hallelujah, to the people that you're in gathering. They learn it, and turn, they're going to be teaching it to people in their in gathering. And before too long, Hmm. Then what are we going to do? Where are we going to put the people? Okay? Well, when, 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 when the Lord gave, by the way, the Lord gave me this, this building and this land runs all the way back to that road that runs this way. I've been in Fairfield here, I, 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 three or four, six months, maybe not six. Had about 42 people, I think. Little old building in town there, and I, I'm minding my own business as always, and the Lord God said, you open up your mouth and you prophesy that I'm going to bring a man into, this, into your service that's going to need a miracle. And in turn, after I give him the miracle, he's going to buy you a building. I said, boy, that, that's neat. That, that, that's, that, that's neat. And so uh, I got in front of the people, and I just told them what, what God said. I said, now, now God's going to give us, a, give us a building. This guy's going to come in, and, and uh, he's going to have lots of money, evidently. Sure enough, two or three weeks went by, and this, this farm, farmer, nothing wrong with farmers, uh, came in, and bless God, he came up in the heel line. I got to him. I said, well, I said, what, what can God do for you, brother? He said, well, he said, I've got arthritis in my hands. And he said, see, I can't even button and unbutton my, my shirt. And he said, uh, uh, I, I, I could use a miracle. I said, well, you certainly could. So uh, I prayed for him, and, and God did what he did and, and, and gave him that miracle. Well, bless God, he had a little office about the side of that closet right there, okay? Nothing like those kind of beginnings, all right? You always remember that. And so anyway, he came, he, he came in and, and sat down. And he said, well, 
he said, and he just kept buttoning and unbuttoning his shirt. I mean, he was, he was convinced that God had done, done, done his job. And so he said, well, and he took out his checkbook and he said, now, he said, uh, you need a, you need a bigger place. He said, I'm going to buy you a church or a building or something. I looked at him and I said, wow, of course I already, I mean, you know, when these things unfold, the vision's already come, so, I mean, this guy is just, all he's doing is fulfilling that vision. And so, and so anyway, uh, 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 I said, oh, I said, well, that, that, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. And this old boy took his check, uh, that book out, signed his name to a check, slid it right across that little old table, and he said, there it is, son. He said, you just filled in. He said, let me know how much it is. I said, well, how much do you want me to spend? He said, it didn't matter what you spend. He said, I got more money than, 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 than God's got apples. And he said, don't, don't worry about the money. Just write the check. And then, listen, I always wonder how Jewish this guy might have been. He said, well, he said, after all, an operation would cost a lot more than this, and then they didn't even think they could fix it. <laughs> huh? Heart was a do, doing a number there. When, so anyway, sure enough, we, we found this building. And bless God, it was, uh, it was a service building. It had three big doors here that went up and, and two doors in that other room. The offices were in the front. And, uh, and, uh, anyway, uh, talked to the guy and, and the guy said, yeah, they closed the business down and they would sell it. And, uh, so anyway, uh, th- this, this brother, uh, spent $85,000 for this building and for the land. And, and what was that all about? It was all about, bless God, believing God. Believing God and understanding. See, you don't, you, but see, God, you get yourself lined up. The rest of it works. Say, if I get myself lined up in my heart, it will all work. It will all work. See, people don't, people don't understand. I, uh, how many of you saw that brand-new Cadillac, that nice red one sitting out that door out there? You all see that? Boy, I'll tell you, old prophet, he's a-spending our money now, isn't he? Now, listen to me. That was given to me. $75,000 ride. And don't even know who it was. Given to me. You don't think I'm not doing something right? I'll guarantee you I'm doing something right. And you know what the whole story of it is? You better find people like me that do things right, and you better set your lower end posteriors down. <laughs> oh, my sweetheart's giving me the sign now. That'll get bleeped. I tried to tell her I'd try to behave myself. But I'm doing something right. And I can teach you what that something is. You think I'll have me on them next week, Brother Decker? Took me 38 years to get one. I don't know. We can believe God, though, all right? With God, all things are possible. But, but it has to happen with a broken and a contrite spirit, brokenness of heart where you're teachable. Why are we so bullheaded? It's religion. It's a spirit. 
that won't let you turn loose and admit to yourself you're dumber than a mud fence, you're still crapping your, your diapers, and somebody's still feeding with a bottle. You just will not come to that degree. And that's what's beating most of you. I'm your mentor. And I will mentor you, if you'll let me. I can teach you. I don't know whether everybody's going to own something like that out there. I don't know. But, I, but I'm going to tell you something. This was given. Do you know something? The, 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 those seven churches, every one of those was given to me. I never spent a nickel, not the first nickel, on church. We finished this all up, but we didn't finish it up till we had the money to finish it up. Same thing with any of the other churches we renovated. Got done. We weren't up here uh, once a month going. All right, now don't don't forget. Now we 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 you know we got the building fund. Now we're going to now now be sure. Take the money in the back room. And hold up a sign saying how much it was. Well, we're going to take up another offering for that building fund. I can see right now. Now, God said never bring the people to bondage over buildings, and I never did. What's it about? It's about understanding. You got to have a direction before you can even start. See, some of us don't even have a direction. We just want to prophesy. We just want to do all these big, wonderful things. And we want, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. You've got to have a direction. And who has the direction? Who is it that's going to guide your feet? Give up and give in and let God. It's like I said, you, folks, you got, you, you're going to have trust in this old business of the security of hanging on this world out here is going to get you in trouble. That's what it's going to get you into. And now don't take much watching TV to understand this thing, this thing is going downhill in a hurry. It's going downhill. It won't be, it won't be long. It won't be much longer until, bless God, what? <laughs> You'll be glad you put that food under your bed. I will guarantee you that. I'll guarantee it. What do you mean you'll guarantee it? Well, I'll guarantee it. I'm going to stop right there this morning and close this morning's services by saying sometimes when we start this walk with the Lord, we forget to weigh what it's going to cost. Okay? The Lord was, you know, he was big on that subject, you know. Before you start to build, you better count the cost. But somehow or another, we just jumped in with both feet. Now, I, I don't want to say I think that's bad because, no, that's good. But the problem is we, again, didn't know where we were going. Some of us went out and got in denominational churches. Some of us got in Pentecostal and charismatic churches. We ran around like a chicken with our head cut off and didn't know it. We became more than just a little probably out of hand about the fact that uh, we knew more than, you know, the group down the street. Wrong heart. Wrong heart. Huh? And so then we, then we get back. Now, Here's what I've wondered for lots of years. How many of those of us, okay, no longer serve God in any capacity at all because one morning they woke up, 
They looked into that spiritual mirror, and they didn't like who they saw, which was themselves, and decided that if that's all there is, if that's all there is in church, I quit. Listen to me, hundreds of thousands of people have done that. Because why? They become they became bitter for the fact that see it was the first uh, that first little Pentecostal church I was in, they kept they kept uh, uh, preaching about faith and healing and miracles. Well, been there a year. Uh, I'd bring people in, and and nobody nobody ever got. I'm not talking about a, a, a sneezy nose. Nothing got healed. And so finally, I go to the pastor. You've heard me tell this before. And I asked the pastor, and he said, well, you know, the faith of the people. And it broke my heart because I was fasting three days a week for that, for that particular little church, praying every night for that church. And it was our fault, and, and I believe my pastor. And then, by golly, I had the opportunity to go to Atlanta, Georgia, and I got in a tent with, a, with an old prophet. And bless God, I watched God do what God does. And I came back home, and I've never been the same since, because I was ready to throw the towel in. If God doesn't do what God says he does, I'm a realist, folks. It either is or it ain't. There isn't, an, there isn't a middle of a road to this thing. Either God's a healer, he's a miracle worker, he's a deliverer, first a savior, Holy Ghost baptizer, a heart repairer, and on and on and on, or he's not. And if he isn't, then what are we doing here? Wrong teaching. You've heard it before. Wrong what? Believing. That's what it's been about all this time. We never could connect because we didn't have anybody that could walk deep enough in it to connect us. And then all of a sudden, the Lord God begins to raise up this prophet. And he began to teach me and teach me and teach me. I'm teaching you what I was taught by him. I made lots of mistakes, as I've always said. You're not looking at something perfect here. What you're looking at is a ministry that made lots of mistakes that just didn't bother going back and making them again. That's all, that's all this is. This isn't, oh, golly gee, oh, I never, oh, I'm sorry. Every shortcut there's ever been, I tried. Huh? I went through, you know, I went through the whole thing. I went, I was talking about that this morning, uh, about how that, you know, when you start, uh, I, I believe that the Lord has a word for you. You know, one of them things. Well, it took a long time for me to find out that, uh, well, I, actually it didn't take me too long because that little Pentecostal woman embarrassed the socks off me in front of the whole congregation one Sunday morning when I decided I'd get a little spiritual. You did that? Oh, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've been there and done that. Walked up that little gown. She must have been 75 years old. I look, I'm not very tall, but I looked down on her. Looked at, no, well, I looked at her. I said, Sister, God is uh, telling me that you have a problem with depression. She said, I have never been depressed a day in my life, Brother. Only, I've never been depressed a day in my life, Brother Decker. Now, you repent. 
Yeah, everybody in that church was turning around looking at me. I'm looking at them. I'm going, oh, I shot my spirituality right out the window of that one, didn't I? And you know what? I can say now it couldn't end. I'm glad it happened that way. Then I found out, after getting in the Word, that I had sinned because I was being deceitful. Quick to repent, I repent. Now listen, hell went on in my life for about a year and a half after that. And every once in a while, the angel of the Lord would come and say to me, It's almost over. Hang in. I felt like David. That's when I read everything. I quoted everything that David said when he was in a, in a really tight spot for that 18 months. I quoted every bit of that every day to God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, you can, you can want, but don't kill me. And what David said, well, it worked for David. <laughs> God loves us, and he's patient with us. You know, can you, can you imagine? You know, I, and I know you've heard me say how many times, if I was God, I'd have zapped everybody out of here a long time ago and zapped myself just because I needed zapping. Okay? That's the reason, of course, I could never be God. I am not God, never will be God. But he loves us to such a degree, folks, that he will allow us. Now, listen to make our bed in hell. And he says, I'll never forsake you, and I will never leave you. Even there, I'll be with you. Now, that's some kind of a God, isn't it? Like I said earlier, what kind of a commitment are you willing to give to God? Just enough to get by? Huh? Just enough that everything's convenient? Huh? I know while we went up to, when we were up to Casopolis, uh, I know I, I preached about an hour and a half and talking about how excuses are nothing but sin. You do what you want to do. Preaching about the fact that you have to turn loose this world out here and you've got to trust God. You're going to have to do it sooner or later. It might as well be now than later. But that message just wasn't for them. That message for everyone. I, I wish that we had a way that we could, have, uh, we could have recorded that. Because the whole gist of this, that folks, the hour is getting late. The hour is getting late. You've got time to play catch-up still, okay? Now, what am I talking about catch-up? Uh, uh, you, you've got time to study and start getting this stuff put in the right order and catch up to where we're at. Or you can just keep riding that wave back there, keep using your excuses and impressing the socks off of this prophet, of course. Or you can just shut up and, bless God, do it right. That is your choice. The, the problem that we have and the growing problem that we're going to have is that when that angel comes to me one of these days, okay, and he says to me, the Lord God said, that this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, however many, they're just not going to do it. Then I'm going to have to call you, come see you, or whatever i got to do, and wave goodbye to you. And, folks, when God has me to start swinging that sword, it doesn't make any difference who it is. 
It doesn't make any difference if it's one of the one of those nine that was up here last night. It, may, it doesn't make any difference. It will get you. And that I don't want that I don't want that to happen to you. And I have watched it for all these years. See, God goes through God goes through a, it's a system. I teach it, okay, after I have fasted and prayed over it, you're to receive it into where? Into your heart. Then you are to take that which you have received and, and with what? With a broken and a contrite spirit and heart, then you are to begin to apply that diligently to your life until you get that point and place that we're teaching where it needs to be. And again, when, when it comes to the heart, the heart's, the heart's so flaky. You know what I'm saying? One minute, your heart believes in one thing, your mouth is saying something else, the next Who knows what, you, what your heart believes? Most people, don't, you don't even know. Some of you didn't have the foggiest idea that, bless God, that all the things that's going on in your life has calloused your heart where you can't receive from God. And yet you know full well that you have prayed and asked God and nothing happened. You've done everything you can think, but nothing took place. And all is a matter of is the callousness coming off your heart, which we're going to take care of tomorrow morning, and you walking free of this thing, which you're going to do tomorrow morning. Somebody say amen. amen. Exciting, isn't it? See, there, it, it, it's exciting to know that, that God's what? <laughs> God's more than able. Amen? Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible.